Let us pray. We come to you today, O Lord, as our Lord and our God, as we do every Sunday and every day. We come to you and we bow low before you because you are our God. We come to you and we are quiet for a moment because we need to think a moment who this God is that we are standing with. Not just someone created by us, but the one who created us. The one who created what we see, what we experience, the world that's around us, the universe that we are a part of. We need to be reminded of your greatness, of your power, of your person. And we come to you today and we thank you because of your love and grace, your time for us. We come to you today and we thank you for all that you have given us, also the service of Anna that's been a part of this church for such a long time. We come to you and we thank you, Lord, that we have a place in your kingdom story. Part of the next chapter of the book of Acts we are writing. As your story continues in this world. We come to you today, O Lord, but also ask that as we need to continue, all where we live, all where we work, that may be in a different place as where we are now, that you will empower us and give us what we need to reflect your glory. So please help me as I need to share a few words that we may leave this place strengthened, empowered by you and your spirit. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask this. Amen. All of us who have traveled abroad knows very well that you can have whatever in your bank account, Whatever big house you can have or car that you drive, it makes no difference. They won't allow you to leave the country without that thing. And they won't allow you anywhere else without that thing. They don't care for anything else in your life. They want this little blue book. And many times when I stand in line, and I've got two of these, you know, I'm like James Bond. I sound like him, you know, I've got two. I've got a green one and a blue one. I'm still a citizen of South Africa, but I'm also a citizen of America. Now, the South African one is even smaller. I, I look at this thing and I think to myself, what a small, insignificant little book that can be so important because without this thing, you can't leave this country. There's this lady. <laughs> she wanted to go to England. She's older, sweet old lady. And, and she never had a passport. So she came and she said, I would like to apply for a pass passport. And she came to the clerk and he says, you need to make an oath. You need to raise your right hand. You need to say the following. Uh, uh, do you swear to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, domestic and foreign? And the sweet old lady got a little bit pale and she said, do I need to do it on my own or will I get some help? <laughs> <laughs> Quite an important book this is. And therefore, any time when my kids travel or friends of ours travel for the first time, I tell them, you protect your passport with your life. Because that thing tells the world who you are, and um, if you have an American passport, the SWAT team will come and get you, I appreciate, if you get lost. <laughs> Today I want to talk to you about something else. Um, it, my sermon is only an hour and a half long, so it's, it's going to be okay, <laughs> I, 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 I promise you. You know, um, you know me well, you know. <laughs> no, it's a meditation, so I will go through this really quickly. This is the end of my series on, series on living in a time like this. I've been talking about this in 10 sermons, uh, over 11 weeks, 
that we live in a complicated time. The time is not easy, but I don't think any time has ever been really easy. But now for us in 2022, what is it that you and I need to be able to get through a time like this? And if you haven't listened to my series, all of them are online. You can find them um, at, uh, at YouTube or on our website. So I thought for my last sermon in this series, I, I, I want to talk about the most important thing that you and I need to make it. I can't go anywhere with my, without my passport. So what do I as a Christian need to get through this time that is the most important thing? And you'll find it in the story of Noah. Genesis chapter 6. The Lord saw the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil. Continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out from the earth human beings, those that I've created actually. People together with animals and creeping things and birds of the air. I'm sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. There are, these are the descendants of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blames, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence, and God saw the earth was corrupt, for all the flesh had corrupted its way upon the earth. God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. Now I'm going to destroy them along with the earth. Make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in the ark. Cover it inside and without pitch. And with pitch. A terrible world. Many times when we look at the world that we now live in, we say, you know, can it be as bad as it is now? It has been worse many times. Because I think every single generation has experienced a lot of really difficult and trying things in their lives. Twice in this section that starts off in Genesis chapter 5, the Lord says this world is corrupt. The people are corrupt in hand and in heart. What they do is terrible. What they think is terrible. They are just horrible to be around with. I've many times said to my wife, Louisa, I said, if you think about kindness and, and, and goodness and lovingness and all of these things, that is this thing. I love my wife, my children, other people. I'm kind to them. That you're done. Evil. Layers and layers and layers and layers of evil in this world because our hearts are inclined to be really bad. God created us. What did He do? What did He do? When he created everything else in the universe, he said it's good, but he never said that about us because he gave us the option to sin. And this is the result of sin. Sin means that you try to live life without God. Sin, try, sin means that you are trying to prove God wrong in everything that he says. Uh, sin means that, that you do not want to be, you want to have God part of your life and you, you think you can make it on your own without him alongside you. And this is what we see if we now look at the world around us. We see people trying to do life without God, and it never works out. It can't. And the word in Hebrew here is sadik, azav. There's other words sadik that I'll get back to, but azav here. The word azav means that God looks at the, at the people he has made, and his heart is broken. You know, Walter Brueggemann, who's a, um, a German theologian, said, God is not angered but grieved. He's not enraged, but he's saddened. 
And the word that he uses there, that word means childbirth. God is going through the pain of, of looking at this people that he has made that is so out of whack. It reminds me of so many families. There's a family I know very well. They are not here. It's not, I'm not referring to any one of you or that you would know. They gave their son every single thing that he would want to have to have a great life. They did everything in their power to set him up for a great life. He turned his back on them and he, he treated him so, so, so bad. You guys will not believe this. Ended up on the streets. Ended up on drugs. Ended up, I do not know where over. The parents wept when I saw them every time. Their hearts were broken. They said, how can you do this to us? It's our child. That's what we do to God. That's what we do to God. Then his heart breaks because he knows what he needs to do now. He can't allow this to continue. And I had to say to this family, you need to break all ties with your child at this point. You need to because he is so destructive that he's destroying the rest of the family. Can't continue. God looks at his creation and he says, I can't allow this to go on because it is so destructive and so bad. But in the midst of all of this, there's a person that's different in a time like that. A person that the Bible says walked with God. The Bible story starts where God creates Adam and Eve, and, and then we learn that Adam and Eve walked with God. That's what they did. And what does it mean to walk with God? It means that God really created us to be close to Him. God created us to be His friend. And, and that's something that I... I, I you know, you know this. In the mornings when I go for my run or walk, reason I early, six, whatever, and the sun starts to rise and I look at the sky, I always say, God, how can this day be get bad if you made all of this? And you tell me you want to be my friend. The God that makes the sun rise tells me I want to be your friend. That's what God wanted to do with Adam and Eve in paradise. He says, look at what I've made. I want to, I, look, it's, it's not cool. I think God really laughed with them. Then they walked away from him. They decided to walk away. It's not only they, it's us. It's this world that we live in. We're surrounded by a world now that wants to prove God completely um, wrong and prove that he's not there and that he doesn't even exist. And that's why things are going so terribly bad, I think, in many ways in the lives of people. But God, Noah walked towards God. I think that is the thing that it, what it means to walk with God. To walk with God is that when I wake up in the morning, I, 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 I have a decision to make. Am I going to walk with God or am I going to walk on my own? Now I decide to walk with God. Trying to seek God's presence and His person and to then talk with Him. To be with Him. A friend of God. Then the Lord God came to Noah and he said to him, you need to build a cruise-type ship in the desert. It's a little bit stupid, isn't it? When Shem, Ham, and uh, Japheth was born, uh, Noah was 500 years old. That's old to have children, man. When the flood came, he was 600 years old. So most commentators believe that this building project of him lasted 100 years at least. At least 100 years. For a hundred years, Noah would get up and get another plank and started to shave it, started to cut it, started to put that blue stuff on it, the tar and stuff he had to. For a hundred years, on every single day of his life, he had to obey what God 
asked him to do, and it sounded completely stupid. And he lives in a world that thinks he's crazy. That looks at him and laughs at him because why are you building a ship? There's not water close to us. And Noah just continued to build the ship because God told him to do this. Day by day. Day by day. He trusted God. He had no idea what the end would be. He knew God was going to do something. He had no idea really what. But he trusted that what he was doing today and his walk with God and what he was doing in obedience will eventually serve God's plan and God's kingdom in some way, shape, or form. And that's why he continued to do this. Because for them at the end there was salvation. My final slide and then I'm done. My hour and a half is over. Yeah, yeah, it's over. So what does this section mean for us in 2022? What is the passport for a Christian? For you and me to survive this world. To be able to continue with the journey that God wants to put us on. Because if you lose your passport, all your plans are destroyed. You will not get where you want to be, home or there. What is the passport that God wants me to have in my hand that I can get to where God wants me to be? To walk with God. Mario Lanza sang this song. I walk with God. I said to him, I need to sing this thing, but you know, if I start singing it, the congregation will start crying. So I will not, I will not do this. George, you should have been here to sing I walk with God. But to walk with God, what does it mean? To walk with God means that I, on a daily basis, need to, to focus on this God that I can see all around me. I need to seek His presence. I need to seek His face. I, I, I need to be where, where He wants me to be with who I am. To walk with God is to trust this God. With all my heart, all my soul, that He's got it. He's got my life. He's got me in his hand, and he's taking me where he wants me to be. And part of where he's taking me means salvation. Do you think Noah had it easy? No. No. It was very difficult for that 100 years building that stupid ship. That was not that stupid, because that was God's answer. But to the world, it was stupid. Maybe for him a few times, it was really stupid. But he trusted God, even though he did not understand, and he obeyed. He did daily what was asked of him to do. You know, in a way, that ship became the vessel of salvation for him and his family. And I thought about it. Maybe the church is a bit like a ship. That is the vessel that God brings us, that we can find in it salvation. But it's not the ship that really saved. It's God that saves. And Moses, that was obedient to build the thing. Going to end with a story. Marie Hanson. He's an author and a theologian. He's a South African. And he's well known in America in the world of theology. It's a true story. He was walking in the streets of Cape Town, and one day he just sort of fell on his knees. And somebody close by ran up to him, and they said, are you okay? And then they recognized him as Marianne, and they said, Professor, are you okay? He said, was a professor. And he said, I I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm sorry, I apologize that I fell. And I caught, caused this disturbance because a few people were now standing there. And they helped him up. He was a little bit older. And somebody said, are you really okay? He said, I'm fine, but I need to confess. I was walking, and for a moment, I thought how it would be to be without God, and I fell. 
it was so overwhelming that I, that I fell. Because I can't imagine how it must be without God, not to walk with God. Anna, where are you? I see somewhere there. There in the corner, there's light. I can't see you. Not only for the congregation, but for you. Walk with God as you have done. And you will be blessed. Because He will be with you as with all of us. Amen.